welcome to another episode of Okay Now What? We are back from hiatus, although we kind of never left because AOC did some crap, but um, it's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's still a conversation. But anyway, um, so before we start this week's news, um, I have something to announce. Um, oh, by the way, this week we have Jason and Thomas and me, Greg. Um, but um, yeah, so I have something to announce. Um, recently on my social media, I had come out as non-binary. And, um, you know, what that means is I don't identify as male or female. Um, it's something that, you know, I've been thinking about for years and years, and I just never really knew what the hell I was feeling. And then my therapist was like, oh, yeah, you might be, like, non-binary. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, um, and it was a little weird because, like, I came out as gay in, like, 2012, so it was, like, coming up the sequel, you know, um, <laughs> but I just want to say thank you all for your support and, obviously, the support of my fellow co-hosts. Thank you. Um, but, yeah. Proud of you. <laughs> fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... But yeah. And we need to work. We need to work in this country on making on making spaces uh, safe for everybody to be uh, who they are. And uh, you know, proud of you. Proud of you for speaking your truth. Thank you very much. All right, let's get into this week's news. All right. So, Matt Gates, representative of Florida, the Florida man. The House of Ethics Committee announced Friday that it has launched an investigation um, into the um, misconduct by Representative Gates following a recent uh, flurry of accusations uh, against him, including illegal drug use and sexual misconduct. Now, the committee is aware of these public allegations that um, Representative Matt Gates may have engaged in sexual misconduct uh, and um, drug use. He also was accused of sharing inappropriate images and videos on the House floor where he works. Don't, don't we all go to those sexual harassment, you know, trainings? Because apparently it didn't get through, you know. He, um, he also misused state identification records. He converted campaign funds for personal use, accepted a bribe. Um, the list goes on and on. It's, and um, he's also being accused of running a sex um, trafficking um, ring. And I do believe there's this thing called QAnon that was accusing, I don't know, Democrats of doing that kind of thing, but are turning a blind eye on this. So I want to just get your thoughts, guys. Who wants to go first? <laughs> well, I it, it seems to me that that post uh, post election QAnon has really fallen apart. Um, I I have not heard uh, hide nor hair of of them uh, roaming around on social media, and uh, so it's it's kind of not surprising to me that they haven't uh, that there's been no. Um, uh, nothing coming from from QAnon on this, but uh, let let's start let's start with Matt Gates has to resign. I mean, he has to resign, uh, and 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 the republic. 
Well, you know, it's Florida. I think maybe if there were other places, if it were other places that, that he would, but it's Florida, so maybe he won't. Um, yeah. But but he's got to go. And honestly, the Republican Party has to call for it, you know, uh, yeah. and, and because because if this was a Democrat, uh, they they it this thing would be running the news cycle on mm -hmm. Fox constantly. Because where's Cuomo? Um, you bring up a good point, actually. Uh, you bring up a good point. I maybe maybe Cuomo is so high up there that uh, that that he's he's got some kind of protected um, uh, status. But no, actually, you bring up a very good point about Cuomo. Um, uh, but but the I want to say the transgressions of Matt Gates uh, go so far beyond. Um, you know, I I, I want to say this, and 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 don't mistake me. But I think that there is an old school mentality because I hear a lot of older Democrats going, oh, well, we just used to deal with it. And it's just guys being guys and that kind of I mean, it's a completely wrong narrative. Yeah. But I think that's why a lot of the older Dems are not going hard after Cuomo. Um, but Matt Gates is transgressions. Biden. True, true. And, and yet they were very willing to come out uh, uh, against Al Franken and force his ouster. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, there there's definitely a lack of consistency. But the Gates thing is wild. I mean, it is, I mean, you know, what struck me is that he would say, well, she wasn't 17. But she was 18, right? I mean, I think that's what that I think that's what his kind of workaround to this is. Well, she was 18. And I'm like, dude, you're 38. You're 38 yeah. and you're a and you're a house rep, you know? And I'm sorry, you're abusing your position of power even if she was 18, and that's just gross. Yeah. I mean, so there's that. So um, but he has broken uh uh so many um just uh 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 moral codes of decency just basic decency um that that he's got to go and the republicans have got to call for it uh and, and you know I, I don't know if they will or not but i as a last thing oh, i, I, I want to say i want to say look watching tucker carlson in that interview oh my was the, god was the height of hilarity you know uh, i i think tucker carlson in his mind was like Oh my God! How do I get out of this one? I shouldn't have even brought this guy on my show, <laughs> you know. So um, you Gates know, is an embarrassment. Is an and it's an embarrassment if he doesn't resign. Uh, it's an embarrassment if his district doesn't try to recall him. Uh, it's an embarrassment. Uh, it, it's beyond. What's going on with Matt Gates is beyond. Yeah, Thomas, go ahead and give me your thoughts. I'm going to say what we sort of talked about with Cuomo. A couple episodes ago, which is I don't care what ideology or what spectrum or the political spectrum you're on, like this sort of behavior cannot be tolerated and you need to go. Like you need to resign or you need to be forced to resign or you need to be impeached, you need to be out. Um, I mean, the, the, the uh, expense, uh, the, I mean, there's so much, something new just keeps coming out every day about this. It's, it's hard to keep track of. 
It's, yeah, I saw a sunny day that um, there's unaccounted expenses of three hundred thousand dollars that went to two women on his Venmo account um, that hasn't been accounted for, and it just it it just keeps racking up all these things. Like it's so it's so so hard to keep track of. I I implore people who are listening to to have a have a good look at what Matt Gates is doing because uh, yeah, he just shouldn't be there. Period. Um, but um, like I said before, um, you know, behavior, like, like you said, like, this is a toxic masculinity behavior, like a frat house yeah. behavior type of, you know, like, uh, did that was sort of, you know, back in the day was sort of, you know, guys being guys, you know, just, uh, you know. And, that, and you so, see a lot of but, that in our politics, because like, yes, when, um, it's a frat house, yeah, it's frat like, house when, behavior. When, what's his face? Oh my God, Justice! What's his name? Kavanaugh? Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Thing. His yeah. drinking. Mm-hmm. His, you know. It oh, was. Boy. It's a boys will be boys. Boys will yeah. be boys. It's, yeah. It's sick. It's really fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, just 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 based my take is that shouldn't be there. Like Cuomo shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just. It can't be tolerated, but that's where we are right now. Um, no, go on, Jason. I, I was going to say what what is what is disturbing uh, beyond his actions um, is is the idea that because of his position, he obviously thought he could get away with this. You know that he could cover it up, he wouldn't be found out, that, the, you know, a, a, aside from the, you know, just base humor of him going on Tucker Carlton, uh, Carlson and watching that, um, there was a, I'm going to talk my way out of this. I'm going mm-hmm. to lie my way out of this, you know, and and not be and not be held accountable. And I think that there's, there are, a, it, it points to this idea of, of white men in particular, um, in those positions of power, uh, feeling like um, they they will not be held accountable, they cannot be held accountable, um, and and I think it's quite clear that Matt Gates uh, thought he was going to get away with everything, yeah. you know, and and that and that's disturbing because that is part of the culture of America right now, sort of the 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 um, the culture of the elite. Right, um, that that they are untouchable, and Matt Gates has this air of feeling like he's untouchable. Um, I, I read I read a story. If I can just break for a second, I read a story about a can, a Kansas state senator uh, a few days ago who was um, going the wrong way on I seventy and was drunk, had a had a uh, blood alcohol uh, twice the legal limit was pulled over by a trooper um, and got out and wanted to fight the trooper, you know, and was basically like, I played, he said, I, I played, uh, I played school sports, you know, I could take you, sent this Hell to a trooper. No. Yeah. So, and, and this dude looks like he could have been a grand wizard. So, so there's, there's this culture, there is this culture and, you know, it obviously uh, is part of both parties politically. Yeah. But this idea that once you have hit a certain level of stature, that you can't be held accountable. And we've got to, that's one of the reasons that that uh, Cuomo 
going after Cuomo and not letting up on the Cuomo issue is so important because we have to say that this behavior, you know, if you're if you're some person who works at whatever and you could be fired for something like this, the Congress, the halls of Congress, you know, your state legislatures, wherever, those are workplaces. Yeah. Um, you know, you're breaking other laws aside from workplace laws. Mm-hmm. But just Literally, because you were a part of these that. institutions, uh-huh. you have to be held accountable for your actions. We've got to stop letting these people off the hook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I just want to add to that. When you started to talk about QAnon in the beginning, right, mm-hmm. is that this is a very, uh, this is a typical behavior of people. They accuse the other side of doing exactly what they're doing themselves. And it was very successful for Trump. He did it during the 2016 campaign where here, you know, all the sexual harassment behavior came out. And what does he do the next day? He calls up every single accuser of Bill Clinton and does a press conference with all the accusers of Bill Clinton on camera, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. this is this is the behavior. They, they, they literally deflect by going, well, you're doing it as well. And that's the problem when we tolerate our side or supposedly our political, you know, the Democrat yep. side, it's weaponized by people who are doing it themselves as to say, well, you're not holding these people accountable. Yep. So why should we be held accountable? And then we be- and then we enter into this world of, okay, well, we just won't hold anybody accountable then because it seems like this has become a, it's become a political thing when it should be a case of this is sexual assault. You should be in jail. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's what it comes down Period. to. Um, and so, and again, so I'll finish off with the okay. QAnon, with the with with the conspiracy stuff. When he's, you know, they all they talk about child trafficking, and he make up all this stuff about, you know, all this stuff going on, and like, open your eyes to the reality that at the border, for example, we already have a form of child trafficking with some family separation, where they take kids away from their actual parents, and then they they put them into adoption for U.S. families. That is a form of child trafficking that is actually real, but you don't point that out. It's always like they have to make up something to try and, you know, justify their worldview, and the reality is, like, you don't need to do that. Just, just, you don't have to fall down these wormholes of conspiracy theory when there's actual things happening on the ground that are very That real. is a very good point. Wow. <clears throat> Look, when it comes to Matt Gates and Cuomo and Clinton and all the nasties, pay attention to those damn sexual harassment things. Literally, if, if, if you were accused of any of that, at your simple day-to-day job, you'd be fired in an instant. Literally, we need to have the same accountability with our representatives, no matter where they stand, um, whether they're a first-term congressperson or the president of the damn United States. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the president of the United States. Um, so the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro uh, Mayo. May oh no, I don't want to mispronounce people's names. Mayorkas, I really hope that's right. It's not, I'm really sorry. Um, but then again, am I because uh, they may have given the green light to continue construction on the border wall? 
something that Biden had promised not to do, you know, like in a presidential campaign, you know, promises to the American people. Well, you know, he's been facing a lot of criticism that, especially with Ilhan Omar tweeting, it's shameful and unacceptable for at POTUS to continue the construction of Trump's xenophobic and racist wall. Um, it, it really frustrates me because we're day almost 70 something, I don't know what it is, but we were promised all this, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then we had hope from the progressive um, um, task force, you know, to, you know, help them push into the left. And this shit happens. And it's not just, you know, the the only thing, you know, we even learned that he uh, must continue continuing um, oil um, drilling. And I'm just, I just want to hear your thoughts on this, Thomas. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to bring up a Yahoo News article that came out in August the 5th, before the election. Oh, Biden okay. stated on point, he, like, this is, he stated this, he said, Biden says there will not be another foot of border wall built under his administration. That was, that was his own words. And so if we're just going off, like, I don't know, promises... Like alone, he's just outright lied. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we need to really introspect in this is that Biden, unfortunately, if people paid attention over the course of his whole career, has a knack for lying. I mean, oh, yeah. he, literally, he literally dropped out of a campaign because he plagiarized the speech. And not only that, like, he lied about <laughs> being part of the civil rights movement. Yes, yes. So... Lying about what happened in South Africa, <laughs> you yep. know, and the list so, goes on. Yeah, it the does list go goes on. on. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I, part, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a very cynical person anyway. But part of me is like, I sort of expected this to happen. You know, where that's the problem with the system. Like, where's the left to go? Because Biden knows that. Where the hell are you going to go? <laughs> Who are you going to go to? Who are you going to vote against? Are you going to vote for Republicans? Of course you're not. <laughs> she doesn't care. <laughs> so I, I have to say what, what really frustrates... Yeah, uh, that pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's almost like he went... Oh. It's almost like... Oh, go ahead, Thomas. There's a little bit of... There's a little bit of white supremacy. There's a few gaps in white supremacy. Let me just, let me just fill them in. Let me just oh. fill those bits of white supremacy left, left over. And it's just... So he is. The guy is, unfortunately. So what, one of the one of the worst parts about this, um, and and uh, Greg, you also you also mentioned um, uh, the continuation. Even though he said he would, the Keystone XL was was not going to be constructed. That we're back to building that again. Um, what what bothers me about this, and 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 the whole, I don't know how we dig out of. And we've discussed this before. Uh, I think we discussed it on the Cuomo issue. Um, is is the team sports <clears throat> aspect of politics where blue is good and red is bad, uh, or if you're on the other side, red is good and blue is bad, and the lack of critical thinking. And I am experiencing this as a candidate 
um, because you know uh, my left positions uh, are are actually what should be the Democratic Party platform positions. In fact, actually, are the Democratic Party platform positions right? So, so I'm actually supportive of the Democratic Party platform. Whereas people who are uh, continuing to warmonger, continuing to build walls, you know, the, uh, ostensibly the Democratic Party should be standing against this stuff, right, on their platform. So I'm messaging out as a candidate. Uh, you know, I've got I've got emails going out to put you know to hopeful uh, uh, potential supporters, donors, and whatnot. And I sent out an email a couple days ago about this very border crisis. And the title of the email, email was Border Crisis Explained. And I did a contrast of exactly what you just said, Thomas. Uh, he told NPR there will be not another foot of wall constructed. And then now he's going to renege on that. Um, and it was a lengthy email. It was pretty detailed, fact-based. I got a response here, and I'm going to read you this response. Because it, it explains the lib mentality here. And the response was, and this was somebody who identified herself as a PhD. Uh, Jason, don't be an idiot. Pretty much every country on the planet, including Canada, has border control. I have personally been detained twice, once in Canada and once in Japan. I was admitted both times. Detaining people at the border is not a crime against humanity. And she signed it, her name and PhD. So you see here. People oh, hell no. You see here people who are willing to uh, raise holy hell when Trump is doing something. Mm -hmm. But when the power balance changes hands, but the system of oppression does not, they're willing to say, oh, well, it's okay now, you know, because it's our guy doing it. It's not the other guy doing it, right? And I have to literally, my campaign team will not let me respond to these emails they said, you will get yourself in trouble if you respond to these. Just ignore them. But that mentality is out there. That it, that it is, you know, I got a, I got another one. Uh, and, and he basically said um, that I was being um, uh, an, an antagonizing adolescent, I believe, were the words that he used. You know, why, why are you pointing fingers and being divisive? You're acting like an antagonistic adolescent. And I was like, but these things are real and they are still happening and they are continuing to happen and people are going back on promises and now it's okay because Biden is doing it. This is the problem. It's a team sports mentality, blue team good, two legs good, four legs bad. You know, go read yourself some Animal Farm. Yeah. It's exactly what's going on here. That's true. Uh, and, and so I go back to, I don't know what to do about this because... These people, these liberals, we're going to call them the libs right now because they're not progressive. Oh, they, have, they have their identity on the blue team. That is their identity. So when you criticize the blue team, you are criticizing them personally. They are taking it personally because you have just, when you criticize Biden, you're criticizing me. I don't know how you break out of that team sports mentality and have people be actually critically analytical about the things that are actually happening. I don't know how that happens because it's a psychological thing. Wow. Well, all I can say so, is... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Greg. No, Greg, you're gone. 
Oh, I was going to say, you know, one, we shouldn't even be having this discussion on the wall because we, one, need to abolish ICE, and two, we need to abolish the Department of Homeland Security. Like, that, it, it only existed since, what, 2003? Yeah, it was, a, cre it was a creation of uh, uh, the Patriot After Act. I, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, I'm not crazy. Yeah, so, come on, y'all. It's not like it's been here forever and it's a true need. Mm -hmm. So, um, Thomas, you can go ahead and close for us. Uh, I just want to put out a question then because we were told that Trump was the biggest threat to this country ever, that ever existed, right? And now Biden is literally just, in some way, shape or form, is taking on every single policy point that seems to just be continuing this trend of he did it before the, the Bush tax cuts. Yeah, and so this, so what's going to happen next time when we get to this point where we have another Trump, we have another fascist, mm -hmm. right, or supposable fascist, and you're going to try and explain to voters that this is the biggest threat to our democracy, mm -hmm. and what's what's going to happen? Like like people like it worked this time. People, people are willing to vote Biden out, but there's only so many times you can keep replaying the same old trash. Well, this until, is what I'm, I'm. This is kind of what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. sure it is. I I think it's a playbook that the people who are responding to my emails and calling me divisive, I think that they will respond to that again. Yeah, you know. Oh, and I also I agree. And and I also want to go back to let's take a look at what happened in both of the elections where it's clear that the establishment would rather have Trump in power than Bernie Sanders, right? Yeah. Biden, would, was, yeah. Biden is not a threat to the establishment. Trump mm -hmm. was not a threat to the establishment. Mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders was, you know? Yeah. And, you know, so, so we've got Biden continuing those policies where Bernie would have radically changed them. Bernie mm -hmm. would not allow this to continue. But that's why Bernie was, that's why Bernie was ousted. You know, yeah. uh, through through means, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, legal or not legal or whatever. You know, legal is probably not the word, Definitely but you know, un legal. under under underhanded uh, and everything. But it was mm -hmm. it Breaking was to an keep, election is not legal. It was well, it's it's the uh, it's the Democratic Party. So you know, when when we say can the Democratic Party rig its own elections, uh, they're a private company, and you know, yes, they can. Um, and, and, you know, so I won't go into, but <laughs> I, I think, I think this is, this is what we have to re realize about this, um, is, uh, you know, you do, you do have two faces of the same coin yeah. with Biden and Trump, you know, and, and there was something that Ryan Knight said, uh, a, a while back, uh, and it was, um, Trump, Trump just said the quiet part out loud. You didn't like him because he said the quiet part out loud. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And, and, mm -hmm. and, that's, and that was his biggest transgression. It wasn't yeah. actual policies. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I absolutely agree. In fact, Chris Hedges said it best. It was an embarrassment to empire like that. It was just, it was like in terms of like 
the the ruling class and and the, the the people who benefit from policies like Trump and what Biden's also doing now is that he just like like you said he, he said the quiet part out loud it, it was just an embarrassment was, that's why he had he to was go. A, he was a Caligula uh, you know in between a couple of Caesars <laughs> yeah yes. so yes yeah so yeah, but they, but they're all emperors they're all they're yeah. all emperors in service to the yeah. empire yeah. Oh my gosh. Very disappointing. All right. Well, here's another disappointing story. Yay. It's a wave. It's not a great week, guys. Not a great week. It has been rough, hasn't it? It's been very rough. And on also personally, but that's another story. All right, let's just get to the damn story. Okay, so um uh basically there in St. Louis there was a um jail rebellion, uh, an uprising involving over 100 inmates, and sent one corrections officer to the hospital. Officials said uh, detainees were also upset about the conditions inside the jail and had concerns about COVID. There have been at least four uprisings at the jail since December. Um, there was a task force that was appointed to look into the issues at the jail. Its chairman, the Reverend Daryl uh, Gray, issued a report last month urging the city to create an independent oversight board to help oversee the lockup. Um, so basically what Gray said was, what happened last night was avoidable, Gray um, said on Monday. If the mayor and the commissioner of for the corrections had implemented the 13 urgent recommendations that were submitted by the task force, then they would have shown the detainees some good faith in responding to their concerns. And that has not been done here. The fact that, one, this just goes to back to the whole defunding the police thing, because they're not doing their fucking job. Two, this was totally avoidable. Like, are you kidding me? It, it, it really just angers me because, you know, the, they, they get all this money and all they spend it on is abusing the public. Um, Jason, go ahead and give me your thoughts. Um... It's one of the reasons that we've got to end the carceral system in this country. Yeah. Um, our, our prisoners in this country, whether you're in jail uh, 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 for you know misdemeanors, whether you're in the big house uh, for a felony, um, people in this country uh, we're, the, we're the most highly incarcerated uh, uh, population on earth. Uh, much of it for stuff that shouldn't be illegal. I mean, just take drugs for instance. You know, uh, basic drug use. Um, but we we treat these uh, inmates uh, as as subhuman, you know, and you know we 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 take away their voting rights if they're felons. Uh, not in all cases, obviously, but you know you, you were talking about loss of voting rights, um, uh, lack of access to to healthcare. Even even outside of the COVID situation, we're talking about lack of ac access to decent healthcare, um, and uh, we we have got to. Um, 
we have got to, one. We've got to decarcerate. We've got to we've got to stop locking people away. We've got to have more avenues to uh, uh, to treatment. Uh, if we've got if we've got uh, drug issues, it should be treated as a medical problem, not as a not as a criminal problem. Um, but there is there is something wrong with a society that decides it's okay to let, lock up. Um, you know, a, a full you know three million, two and a half, three million people in this country. You know, and so if we have a society who's willing to throw that many people essentially away, where is the expectation that once they are put in those cages, uh, that they're going to be treated properly? So it's no surprise to me whatsoever that they have not gotten the COVID treatment. And I can tell you just here locally in, in my district that we have at, had issues with the jail systems, uh, not making sure that, that the uh, people who are... Um, taking care of the jails, people who are working the jails are properly pr protected, but certainly not that the prisoners themselves are herded around uh, in a way that is completely unsafe. And we see COVID population spiking uh, in, in jails. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say with, say about it, but it's it's un, it's unsurprising. It's unsurprising that that we are not responsive to the incarcerated population. Yeah. Most of them shouldn't be there anyway. Exactly. Thomas, so you're the one who proposed this story um, in our little group chat. Um, what are your thoughts on this? What were your what were your first thoughts like when you read this? Well, it, there's there's actually for anyone listening, there's on there's a, a Facebook breakdown. Uh, Expo St. Louis has a full breakdown. I think they must have interviewed one of the people involved, or or this like. This is a part. It's like a huge list of like reasons why they've been staging these uh, protests, basically inside the jail. And obviously, COVID is sort of exacerbated the reason why they felt they needed to. Um, but uh, essentially, there's so many things that are wrong inside the jail system. Um, like, for example, just because they protested, the guards. Um, uh, using it as an excuse to completely destroy all the belongings in jail, right? So what they're doing is they're using the excuse, well, we tear gassed you and your belongings, so there could be, you know, there could be tear gas residual on, on your belongings, so we're just going to completely destroy and take them away. And that's, the, that's punishment for basically just voicing, you know, concerns about... Uh, covid safety inside jails uh, but this goes to a deeper a deeper level which is you know this country has decided that people who are in jail are not human are not human beings they're just they're just you know they're discards of society um it's in 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 many ways that that's written into law where they're told that we can pay you 15 cents an hour to basically mass produce uh, product inside jail you know systems. What? I'm glad that you bring that up because people need to remember slavery was never abolished in the country. The 13th amendment <laughs> states that you can be a slave by paying, uh, paying for punishment of a crime. Yeah. Well, then that leads to, well, we want to keep people in prison, but we also want to make money. So that's how the for-profit prisons come to be. So detaining people, using them as slave labor for pennies a day, sound familiar? 
The only difference is that they get pennies a day. Yeah. So it's really well, fucking frustrating. But yeah, go ahead, comments. Um, I mean, I could go on. Like, for anyone listening, like, please, uh, if you have time, go on to Facebook. Um, there's, uh, in fact, I will publish a link to it on the OK Now What Twitter handle or Instagram. Oh, no, it's uh, OK Now What underscore 20. underscore twenty one. Oh, it's OK underscore Now What twenty one. Uh-huh, yeah. I remember. <laughs> Let's get our own <laughs> thing right, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, now what was just taken? I don't understand. Like, what the hell? Um, um, but, yeah, like, like there's, there's instances where um, uh, they basically, as punishment, they were all, pu- all 51 people who were involved uh, were put into a single pod. Like, basically, they were all crammed into one uh, area even in covid as punishment um and you know this is the this is the fifth time by the way like this uprise the fifth time this has happened and if you see the images coming out of the latest one like they're literally writing help us on the outside of the building like like there is desperation um in this situation and um there are people in there who have not had a court date. They're not even guilty. They just haven't been able to get a court date because of COVID. So they've been in there for over a year. Like a system that allows people to be kept inside jail without even... terrible conditions for a whole day. Without even being found guilty. Like they're they're not even guilty. This country has literally said we're going to presume you're guilty until you've proven innocent when actually should be the completely other way around but that that's what the system is does and so um it's, there's a lot of sorry go on i was gonna say historically the stories are are the stuff of of tyrants and despots you know yeah. uh throwing throwing people in dungeons um and and, and you 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 would think in the uh, uh you know in the united states that that we would be that there is a there is a point of enlightenment somewhere where we say say oh we we just don't treat people like that you know just sy- systemically we don't treat people like that uh, but but we do you know I mean it's it's uh, there are so many things about the United States that are are even parallel to that um, that that it's like how is this still a thing how is the jail system the way it is how is it still a thing. Um, and, and there are other things tied into this also, uh, such as, you know, uh, uh, police qualified immunity, um, mm-hmm. and, and prosecutorial immunity. The, the fact that, you know, we, we have so many people, uh, who are in jail as a result of police falsifying, lying prosecutors needing to get their win, willing to, uh, willing to uh, uh, fudge this or that um, and and ignoring evidence. You hear so many stories right now. Oh, this person, you know, the prosecutor, uh, you know, just ignored evidence. The judge ignored evidence. We even have trafficking on behalf of the prison industrial complex. If you remember that judge in Pennsylvania who sentenced dozens and dozens of kids to uh, to um uh, juvenile right. detention ruin ruin their lives, and he was taking kickbacks from the people who were running the jail. You know, mm-hmm. 
it is it is amazing to me again when when we think about who needs to be held accountable the entire system needs to be held accountable for all yep. of this oh my gosh yep. well um there you have it young defund the police we need criminal justice reform not even reform just tear it down and rebuild it like and you know, cash bail and cash and cash bail for sure. Yeah. All right. To. Well, let's go to um, our last um, topic of this evening on Friday, um, April 9th, is COVID passports. So we finally hit the 250 million mark of people who have been vaccinated. I just received my second dose this week. Who, who's been vaccinated? Thomas, have you been vaccinated yet? Your first mm -hmm. dose? Uh, second. Second? Okay. And what about you, Jason? I have not yet. Um, oh, he's actually, the thirty-one. I know. Right? I, am, I, am going, I am going to. I am going to see if I can get um, uh, an appointment for it tomorrow. Um, but uh, you know, Wait, uh, I've been. I've been called. Check your BMI, because I mean, like, I'm not saying like you're fat or anything. I mean, how, I, I how look at me. But like, if, yeah, my, my friend who's like not even like fat, like you know, she's just a little thicky. But like she was, she was able to get it. So if your BMI is over a certain, like I get it. I'll, I'll just, I'll just say right here, I have, I have mild coronary artery disease, um, and and uh, I should be able to get it. I just, I just have not gotten around to doing it yet. I, I haven't been avoiding it. I've just been oh. extremely busy. Um, but my daughter yeah, tested positive for it last week, um, and uh, she ended up. She was. Uh, uh, somebody at her work came down with it and I they informed her. everybody at her work and she went and got tested. And, uh, sure enough, she tested positive. Um, and you know how they said, you know, you're going to have this, um, you can have a small social circle, right? Yeah. You know, as long as you keep, well, one of the people in her social circle also tested whose mother happened to be a nurse. So she went and quarantined. we cleaned down my house uh and she went in quarantine with her friend in fact she's still over there she's not out of her quarantine period uh oh, until I mean, until no, sunday that's very responsible of her so you know they 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 stuck it out together um but yeah hopefully i can get uh i can get my shot um uh sometime within so, in, within the coming week now that you know people have been vaccinated now that we've discussed that there's a lot of talk of um, airlines requiring like COVID passports. I, I'm not sure if it's like an actual passport you have to go get like at the DMV or something, but it's um, or it's just your Vax card or whatever. I personally am for it. I don't want some mother effer sitting next to me on a plane, uh, coughing and shit, and I'm like, was that person vaccinated or not, or is this just the cold? And also, I always get sick on planes. Every trip I go, it can be a two-hour flight. It can be a 22-hour flight. I guess it. I don't know. Something in the air. Um, so, yeah, I I, I do. I, I agree. I mean, you, you already got to get shots when you go to different countries anyway. Um, what are your thoughts, Thomas? Um, I'm just going to inform people who, who don't necessarily know the immigration system. Um I, before I came to this country, uh, one of the requirements by the United States is that for any immigrant who is uh, moving permanently, um, you have to have a full medical 
that is one of the requirements by the United States. And when you sit down and have your full medical, they go through your medical history and you have to have certain vaccinations. And uh, basically, they have a list of everything you have to have before you're allowed to enter. Uh, in fact, they had to administer a flu shot when I was at the full medical because I was lacking um, uh, a flu, a flu, uh, an up-to-date flu shot uh, before I travelled. Um, so we already have a form of medical requirement um, for immigration. Um, I know my dad, uh, for a long time ago, he used to work in Saudi Arabia, and they had the same thing where they literally had like a, in your actual passport they had they, you had to have um, like a doctor stamp um, to say that you had certain medical um, uh, requirements that you met the medical requirements to travel. Uh, so we, we we effectively already have what you would class as a vaccine passport in the form of medical history. Um, my only my my only concern going forward is that um, COVID will isn't go it's not going to go away, um, and this is potentially going to have to require yearly boosters, a bit like a flu vaccine. You're going to need a yearly top up, probably going forward. And so oh, my man, that's going to be a pain in the ass. It's it's like flu. The flu the flu is the same. You they bring out a new vaccine on a yearly basis, um, and they usually charge people. Uh, and the problem is this is where it becomes a problem is that right now it's free. It's free for everybody in this country to get the two doses that are required. Going forward, will that remain the same, or are they going to charge? I do recall a certain presidential candidate. Um, promising that it would stay free in mm. one of their campaign promises. Mm -hmm. Let's see if that one he um, he keeps. Mm -hmm. Jason, so, oh go oh I'm sorry go so ahead. To, to end sorry to end it. Um, look, I'm we already have like I said we already have uh, medical requirements for travel. It's never this isn't a brand new thing. I I do you know you treat it you do the same thing as you've done before, which is you acquire. These med this medical history in order to travel. Like this is, we, we already have it. It's already there. So for anyone who's like, this is a civil rights violation, just look inside your wallet. You already have a driver's license. You already have exactly. a state ID. Like you already have, you're already required to have all these things. Like uh, in That's so, um, but I want to insist on. I want to make something very clear: is that um, we, if they if this does not continue to be a, a, like something that's funded free on a yearly basis. Uh, there's going to be an inequity in terms of what people can do and not do yeah. going forward. Um, it, and, it, and if businesses and what, what the State Department has said, um, it's said that they're going to leave it up to businesses to decide what they want to do that that's what jet what's the name the um oh the uh, biden's press secretary i can't remember her name now jen oh jen Pesky. sarah huckabee sanders, <laughs> sarah huckabee sanders no yeah. oh they're so similar though you know? oh, yeah. no. that's what she's that's what that she was asked this question about about passports and she said we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna at this moment in time we're gonna leave it up to the business industry to decide. Like that that's literally that was literally their answer to this question. That is so, so insane. So going forward, if the because you will need boosters, like this isn't this isn't 
this is here to stay. It's like any flu. Right. So it needs to be free in order for, you know, so, you know, inequities of access. Well, I say access, but just inequities of life just need to, it needs, that, that's a way to solve this problem. Yeah. You know. Uh, Jason, go ahead and close us. Sure. Medicare for all would solve the cost issue. Um, so let's just, so let's just, so let's just leave it at that. Um, but I, I don't, I don't, uh, have any issues with vaccination passports, uh, whatsoever. We've already covered the ground on that, but I want to say also, um, that I have been on a number of flights in the last year during COVID. Um, as you know, I went out to Delaware and I went out to West Virginia to help on a couple of campaigns, took my team with me, my team masked up on the plane, sanitizing, uh, and you cannot control who you get on that plane with. Um, and, and I had multiple, multiple interactions with people because, you know, I can be a bit of a bitch sometimes. I had multiple interactions with people, <laughs> you know, where I said, you know, uh, uh, you're, you need to put your mask over. There was, a, there was a guy who was sitting there with a cup of water in his hand. And the only reason he had a cup of water in his hand is because he could say, oh, look, I'm drinking. I don't have to wear my mask because I'm drinking. And I got into an argument with him right in front of the stewardess. You know, I said, the only reason flight you're attendant, holding that. They don't call them that anymore. I'm sorry. You're right. Flight attendant. My bad. My bad. There's, there's my, there's my, I'm almost 50. Um, <laughs> so, but, but the flight attendant thanked me afterwards and she said, um, I was having problems with that guy and I'm really glad that you said something because I've identified him and we're not going to let him fly on our planes anymore. You know, excellent. Fantastic. You know, there, there were, you know, but just there's incidents like that where people who don't want to take protection seriously are putting everybody else on that plane at risk and they're doing it on purpose because they just want to defy, uh, they, you know, for whatever reason, you know, they don't they don't believe that COVID is real or whatever it might be. You know, maybe it maybe it's this, you know, I'm being oppressed because I have to wear a mask. But you can't expect the flight crew to be dealing with all of this. I remember sitting and looking and I could see seven people within my line of sight who weren't wearing their masks properly. Oh, hell no. And and oh, throw them off the damn plane. So, so well, you know, we're at thirty seven thousand feet and I would actually say. Give it a shot. There's the like, go ahead. So, <laughs> we may give you a parachute. In fact, we may give you a mask. Just to <laughs> <talk about it. laughs> um, but, but that's, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you can't, you can't control the people that you get on the plane with. And so there has to be some systemic protection there for people, you know, who do, who do take it seriously. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm fully on board with the, uh, with the vaccination passports. That's awesome. So basically that's all we're gonna talk about tonight because that's all we planned for. Um oh also oh wait oh, the, the, I do want to I do want to say died. one more thing. Oh yeah go ahead. Oh who died? Um uh, the, Prince the, Philip right Prince Philip yeah yeah well I guess it was gonna happen. I know <laughs> no we're looking at you Elizabeth <laughs> um I'm coming Elizabeth we, uh, 
we crossed we crossed for the first time and maybe we'll be able to talk to your professor about it uh uh down the road if we can get her back on uh christina crazy. christina right yeah christina manzano. um what was her last name manzano manzano okay um we we crossed 420 parts per million uh, of CO2 in our oh atmosphere, my God. and and the significance of this is that it is now um, halfway between uh, pre-industrial ppm, which I think they said was at 278, um, and uh, a level that becomes now um, uh, basically death for human life, which I think was at like. 500 and something whatever oh whatever that God. is but they said 420 is that halfway point so it is um a, a, a That's critical not the milestone 420 we want not the 420 we want <laughs> so um yeah i mean we 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 continue we continue to pump um pollutants and and uh co2 into our atmosphere and we are killing the planet uh this on the heels of uh biden proposing uh, say that. <laughs> a yet a yet larger military budget uh oh when when uh the the u.s military um is a bigger polluter than a hundred nations combined uh yeah. i i believe the u.s military is the largest non-state polluter in the world exactly. uh, and and uh and we are continuing to pump cash into the defense industry. Uh, and so it just seems like nobody at all is really serious about uh, about tackling the climate emergency. And that's really uh, and sad because like our government let us die in a pandemic. Who's to say yep. they're gonna help us with the climate crisis? Literally. Yep. Well, yep. folks, that's all folks, literally. Um, thank you, Jason, for bringing up that story because that's very important. Um, listen to us on Spotify, remember, that's where we're going to be posting our episodes from now on. Um, so check us out. Um, you know, listen to us in the shower or when you're cleaning. Just just let it be your background music. Um, so yeah, check us out. Also, our social media and links are down below. And if you're, um, you know, just looking for more progressive content, just follow us. All right, y'all. Good night. See you guys.